Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Music by Kevin McLeod. Hey, man, let's go on a bike ride. Come on. Look at, look at my new wheel. They're sweet. There are really just two types of people. Those who say, I can't. And those who say, I can. These people have been summoned here by themselves for their 1,700 different reasons. Their unity comes from their mantra. I can. And their destination. A place they absolutely have to get to. What they will do to get there is monumental by anyone's standards. Even their own. Quit talking. We got lots of... We have more content than we have time. We got a buttload. And it's only been two weeks, I think. It has. I got two pages here, man. I mean, it's going to We're going to run out of time. Or just bored people. So, you ready? Hit it. Now, you remember the opening, all right? I remember. We've the- done this every time. <laughs> you remember the opening. You finish it with a very simple concept. For example, hey, how did your race go? Well, I crashed, flatted, and was arrested for having a blood oxygen content high enough to make Ricardo Rico look like Ricardo Montalban, but at least I wasn't pack filler. There we go. Jesus <laughs> Perfect, smooth, like butter. Mama didn't raise no dummy. <laughs> Here we are once Good again. Mom. We are not even close to the Pack Filler Studios, but anyway, my name's Pat Bulger. I'm Mark Hudson. Welcome, everybody, to the show. You know, we finally got a summer show, and uh, we got a lot of stories to talk about in terms of studios and things like that, but we finally got a summer show, so I personally decided that I made an executive decision. You are the executive. We're going outside. And we are outside. We're sitting on the deck. We're f- my wife has planted flowers. It's 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 actually quite. This is why you live in Spokane. <laughs> a day is why you live in Spokane. The rest, the other two hundred days, we complain about the California people and how you're out training. Today is why you live in Spokane. Exactly. It's, yeah. It's almost like having a kid. You know, it's like. Oh, I don't remember anything now. It's just uh, everything's fine. I, I love it here. <laughs> Look at Johnny. He's such a wonderful child. Oh, I always loved him. Wait, what about that one time he crashed the car? What about that one time he told me I was full of shit? Yeah. 
No, he's a beautiful child. He's a beautiful child. It's very similar to that. Yeah. We are finally outside. We've got interesting beverages of choice, I do want to say. We've got kind of the myriad of, of flavors going on here, but uh, it, it, you know, keeping in style. Fairly Northwestern. Alaskan's Northwestern, aren't they? I believe Alaskan Amber is brewed in Washington, I believe. Is it? Well, oh, check it out. It's either Washington or Portland. Just look on the side of the... Um, is it? Juneau, Alaska. Funny, they should call it Alaskan. I thought that was a Washington summer beer. Summer ale. I guess uh, they want to be in Alaska. It would be called Washington. God, it shows you what I know. I know Red Hook. Red Hook's brewed in Portland. Or it was originally it was originally a Seattle beer. Is it a Seattle beer? Yeah, and then no, now it's it actually owned by Budweiser. Yeah, I think. it's one of the big dogs. Yeah, but it's yeah Woodenville. Yeah, and Portsmouth, New Hampshire, which and means, Portland, Oregon. Yeah. Which means they probably have a very small building space in. Washington Woodenville. in Woodenville, and they just say that's kind of where they're they're focused out of, but I doubt that's the case. Oh, I know they're owned. I mean, yeah, absolutely. by somebody. Yeah, but uh, no, actually, these beers are brought to you locally by our friends down at Huckleberries. For those of you who are local, you know what Huckleberries is. It's a great place and a great place to buy beer, and they let you just pick it off and pick and choose your six pack. So today we have three different breweries: the Red Hook, the Alaskan, and the Widmere Brewery. Ooh, it's like a Huckleberries, like a Whole Foods without the snobbery. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, but no, with the snobbery. Yeah, without the snobbery. A little, it's got yeah, a it's little a, bit of it. Some of the clientele, you know, give you when they ask you paper or plastic, you feel like you're about to make a decision that could change your life. What you're supposed to say is, "No, I brought my own." Brought my own bag. I bet I always leave those in the car. I don't know. I just don't bring them because I think it's stupid. Yeah. I'm not green, I'm afraid. I am kind of green. I'm I think fairly green. I think, you know, there's a lot of things, but, uh, yeah. I, I do believe that global warming is unlikely to be fixed by my shopping bag habits. <laughs> you never know. I... I Maybe I'm, and, and for those of you people who want to take issue with that statement, please do. Yeah, mark at packfiller.com is the email address. He yeah. never checks it. I probably will. Yeah, the show, he'll forward it. The, the show, as usual, big thanks to our friends over at Sufferfest. Um, Sufferfest videos, Dave McQuillan down, down way down south. Way down. Us. And I'm sure they're getting the crappy weather now, so they're going to start thinking about downloading those bad boys and preparing for next year. Us, finally, we're sitting in the upper 70s, and it's just going to get better for us. So, um, Probably till October. Uh, uh, God, I, yeah, right. I hope. I hope. Got to mention the, uh, you know, the, the support the show. You know, if you want to, I have a donate button. I don't know why I do, but I have one up there. So I think I should give swag for everybody who donates 10 bucks or more or something. I'll oh, absolutely. Find something stupid to give you if you donate 10 bucks. Android app, we have that up. If you want to go to the quick showcase in terms of uh, find a way to get the show and get it quickly, uh, we have the Android app up and running. It's on the on the Pack Filler website. You can check that out. And, of course, the good old-fashioned ways, Facebook, Twitter, email, you can contact us anyway. Facebook has exploded. Um, apparently, there's no reason to host a website anymore because Facebook is huge. Facebook's everything. And, uh, yeah, we can even talk about Facebook with the race last weekend. But, yeah, uh, you know, absolutely. Facebook is – there's a reason Egypt is now under new re- new leadership, and yeah. it's Facebook. Do not mess with those people. Yeah. I'm our, telling you. And our silly little site has gone up crazy. That one little page on Facebook has done great things for traffic. So, um, And, you know, th- you mentioned it. We want to we want to recap a little bit. We want to catch up with the fact that the, uh, the uh, two gentlemen who are speaking to you now uh, made a slight foray into the other side of the bike race triathlon. The dark race. side, if you will. The dark side, yeah. Sure. Uh, I can't take as much as you can. You were the race director extraordinaire. Founders Day Triathlon 2011 last weekend. Wonderful city of Medical Lake. Learned a lot. 
I mean, boy, learned a lot, and uh, I actually will call it a qualified success. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the weather was, of course, you know, just <laughs> bitch slapping us. It just was terrible, and it, you know, I think, I think it was dry while we were setting up early in the morning, and mm-hmm. then as soon as it started to get close to race time, it it just unleashed the kraken. At least it wasn't wet when we were setting up buoys. I think um, <laughs> that was that was pretty crazy. Well, what we did was we did do the Founders Day, and I had uh, delusions of grandeur when we started the race. Uh, like what? Like well, I just thought we could do bigger and better and all that stuff. And uh, you know, I think I mean for those of you who don't know, I'm an attorney by trade. I work quite a few hours during the week. I really did not market this race very well. We didn't have great online registration. And in this day and age, that's everything. Um, and yeah. so for anybody who is listening who wanted to do the Founders Day was confused, that falls to me. But we did have probably 50 people sign up. We had 40 people do the race and 36 people finish the race. Yeah. Which no, was, 34 finished the race. Excuse me. Yeah, well, in, in the and those conditions, that was pretty darn impressive, too. Yeah, it was, and it was, I mean, it was kind of like, I mean, Pat was there doing the Caddyshack, and, you know, I, I play on. I think the heavy stuff's not going to hit, <laughs> hit for a little while. <laughs> Good Lord, wouldn't <laughs> dare disturb the best triathlon of my life. And it was, I mean... Oh, red farts! It really wasn't too bad as far as racing conditions. I mean, everybody stayed upright. We had no problems on the bike course. Yeah. The swim, I mean, you know, it was a little windy, but certainly no white caps or anything. No, and everybody got a, everybody got across just fine. All but one. We did. Oh, we did. Lose we had one. one guy panic. We didn't lose him. I mean, no. we, we found him. <laughs> um, he was, <laughs> you know, he uh, we had one guy panic, which is going to happen in almost every race. Uh, you know, and and for those, of you, I mean, maybe we could talk about that a little bit. Is you know, you look at those mass starts, and even with just forty people, you know, that people will bunch up in the water at the beginning of a start, especially inexperienced triathletes and. You know, it turns into a meat grinder pretty quick, and somebody got hit and panicked. And you know, we sure love to see that guy out there next year. If if you're listening, um, just glad you're okay. And, and he jumped in the boat and had a good attitude. And then we also had another gentleman, not finished, who was a great athlete, uh, went hypothermic on us. Um, Josh Hadaway, yeah. great athlete, fantastic guy. I would have picked him to win it. Um, good runner, good athlete, and he did not even make it off the bike course. But uh, he was also the one that said, well, I think, I think I can tough it out and survive the swim and sit over in the water, you know, because I don't need my wetsuit. So I, I, I oh, was he went like, without one. No wetsuit, but he swam over, and then he yeah. sat there for probably five, ten minutes in the water and then swam back. And, you know, you're, you're not going to warm up on the bike. No. You know, so Especially he just, when it's, yeah, it's maybe 53. Yeah, yeah, it's 53 or something. So, I mean, you know, he just uh, yeah, he, went, he just shut down. So that was really our only two casualties the whole race. But uh, one of the coolest things of the race was uh, they installed a rock retaining wall for us for the beach to get the, the people out. <laughs> um, and they also installed uh, a fence. So that was a little interesting. And we actually were able to, um, we found a ramp right next to the beach the night before. I had all I had this double staircase. I had all these little schemes and plans. And... Uh, Quite frankly, we threw a U-Haul ramp into the water, and it worked better than anything ever has before. Oh yeah, it was. It was. I mean, and that's a steep rock wall. I mean, mm-hmm. imagine at water level, it was probably a three foot, four waist foot high. Drop. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, and 
And to run that little ramp off of there, it, it I, I wasn't down at the water during that part of the transition. I was mm. up at the top of the transition, so I didn't get to see people coming out of the water. Did they have to? Did you guys have to lend them a hand and pull them up? That's and, what we yeah. did. If people wanted it, I just I was there, and and it was no problem getting volunteers. Actually, people yeah. were more than willing to help out. And and thanks to you know some of our folks from uh, Trifusion for coming in and just lending a hand and, and saying, yeah, I'll help pull people out. And it wasn't really pulling people out; it was handing a hand, and then they pulled themselves up the ramp yeah and it sounds it sounds hokey but it's it's they wanted to keep the swim people wanted to keep the swim the way it was in order to do that you need a way to get the people out of the water yeah and this is gosh dang it the only way i could think of that worked and it kind of they flew out yeah it kind of appeared that being that that was one of those races that had been around for a long time that there was a, a mentality approaching as a We've always done it this way, so we need to keep doing it this way. Um, and and I mean no offense to the people involved, but it seems like there were a couple areas of, well, maybe we might want to rethink these kind of things for future events. Mm-hmm. Um, the start, you know, I think we had a couple athletes talking about the start. And, um, you know, transition, I thought the, the bike to run was thanks to I Kurt, wouldn't I wouldn't do it any other way. Thanks to Kurt Dupuy, I mean, coming out there and showing us a great way to run that transition area and get everything moving in and out. Really smoothly. Really smoothly, really safely, and it looked great. Yeah. I mean, and, and people, I think you take that for granted, but it looked great. It looked like a professionally run triathlon, plenty of room for bikes, plenty of room for competitors, which we didn't have as many competitors as we wanted, but we, we had enough to, to cause a bit of a congestion, and yeah. we had no problems with any of it. I mean, it was uh, it was good. I mean, I, I really, that area of it went well. I think uh, just... And, and another shout-out to Kurt. I sent him a note on Facebook today just thanking him, and I'd love to thank him on the show again. Kurt really made it happen for us. He yeah. made that race. Without Kurt, that race would not have happened. Yeah, Kurt's, uh, Kurt's got some other events we're going to be talking about later on in the show, but um, absolutely great guy and uh, does some 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 really good stuff. And, it's, and Kurt's been just a huge lifesaver in terms of even the gear he had for us that was available. Um, well, just- give a shout out to swim bike run Northwest and that's, you know, Kurt and Christine both and letting us use it. And really, I mean, that's what, that's what we're talking about is supporting the endurance sport community. And that's what they did, you know, and, and they put their money where their mouth is. That was their livelihood and they let us borrow their stuff and, you know, and they kept track of it, but uh, oh, yeah. but they didn't complain. They didn't even blink. And, uh, you know, I, I just hope we can return the favor. Yeah, well, we do still want to get paid for the gigs we do for Swim Bike Run Northwest. However, you know, and, and with that in mind, I guess, you know, kind of something I wanted to talk about on the show today was was that concept of, of I, I call it promoting, of putting on events, of being the one in charge of putting on events and... Um, and the challenges that go with it and <laughs> well and i also think you know i i from years of being in this the sport and being a part of the events not necessarily the race directors there are many different styles of personalities that run these events some handle them much more oh what's the term i'm looking for relaxed than others and um and i was i was very curious as to going into this aspect of the of the of the business of the of the process, um, and thinking, okay, we got to get up, we got to be there at a specific time, we got to get all this set up. Why am I not stressing out more than I maybe should? I, I see a lot of race directors stressing out and going through this hell. Why am I not experiencing that? Why is it going well? <laughs> I mean, is it luck? Is it personality type? What does it take to make a good race director? I mean, I don't know. I don't know if we are good race directors. Obviously. Yeah. 
um, marketing in my in my area is obviously my weakness. Um, but uh, I don't know. I I mean. I, you you saw me. I mean, how stressed did I look? I thought we got a lot of stuff done, and you know, how'd the week prior go? I mean, mm, what were you guys going work. through? Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I, I don't th- I don't think about the fact that you've got to get permits from everybody. You've got to secure all these rights, all this. It's easy. The cops, the fire, the the emergency vehicles, things like that. That wasn't that hard, really. Especially in, you know, if they're listening, the great folks out at Medical Lake, um, that town got one hundred percent behind the event, and so. Um, the firemen were like, well, you know, we're a hundred percent behind you. You've got a Zodiac on the water with two firemen. You've got two firemen on land. We actually had five firemen on land and all the emergency equipment there. Um, I don't know if you noticed that, but firemen were everywhere. Um, the police officer was actually our next door neighbor and he was (laughs) stationed in town and he went and shut down the road at, at a moment's notice. Um, didn't even think about it. So, you know, our major corner, the one that you and I went by and said, that's our danger corner. Yeah. yeah. He, we had a cop there with the lights on. We didn't have cones. We didn't have a marshal. We had a cop with flashing lights stopping everything saying, none shall pass. Yeah. And that was that was nice. He's a great guy, too. Heck of a neat really? guy. His yeah. wife was doing the race, so I think he did have a vested interest in stopping the traffic <laughs> at that corner. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't. I'm a bookie bear. Yeah. To run over. Yeah. So I mean, he did actually have a. I mean, but boy, you talk about. But everybody. But that's what we ran into straight away. I mean, the permits went through like butter. I mean, just everybody got behind it. And so I, I would have liked a bigger race for the for the people who got so behind the race. And I'd like to do better next year. Yeah. Um, but hard to say with with competing with a rival club, not a rival club, but a, a, a club here in town that does great work with bad weather. I mean, there's there's a lot of factors that, that went in that maybe it wouldn't have been this big year. Anyway, I mean, we're all just, it's second guessing, yeah. but I do think I could have done better. But in that regard, I think as far as running the race, I think we ran it, we could have doubled or tripled the participants, and I don't think you and I would have experienced any more stress. No, it was an, it was an enjoyable process, I, I do have to say. I mean, you know, so... Yeah, I didn't think it was. I mean, I was there and, you know, I mean, I was trying to do things to go, okay, but there's a lot of if you can delegate, like when you and I said, okay, you know, we what is that? Um, We have we have a visitor coming in. No, that was um, was God. Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Our friends over at Ustream who are streaming the show through live right now occasionally like to place advertisements um, to pay for their services. So uh, that was that was one of their advertisements. It didn't go out over the air, but it came out over the loudspeakers. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, exactly. No, but it was was interesting. I mean, I I think the best the best moment for me to have to let go was I went out and set the buoys and they were all crooked. Um, (laughs) And I've never done that before. Does this look straight to you? We're on shore, way up away from you. <laughs> you call up. Does it look straight? No. Oh, no. we knew it didn't. <laughs> Not even close. <laughs> but you had no perspective from the water. It was very interesting. I'd never yeah. done that before. And so I think you just have to kind of go what you think is in a line and then go fix them and you know, space things as you go. We tried to go one on one end and then line them up in between. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it, it, and it was windy as heck. That didn't help. No. So, but uh, but to just go okay, Alex and Rob, which are just great people, my yeah. um, cousin and my uncle, they're both very comfortable in boats and very comfortable around water and buoys and things like that. So what they did was they had a plan. You and I went and drove the course and marked the course. Yeah, and they and, had it done. and I even said to you, I mean, you stole me ten bucks. 
Ivan said, I "I'll bet you, you crap." Yeah, I, I, you really didn't take the bet against him, but I said, "I'll bet you ten bucks." By the time I got back, that those buoys are going to look perfect, and they did. That wasn't the bet. That was. Oh, the bet. I didn't take the bet. You. Were yeah, you didn't right. take the bet. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. I said, "I'll bet you those buoys," and I think that's where race directors. I, I saw that as. Because I would have stayed out on that water. I was watching the clock more than anything else. I'm going, yeah. I want to be off the water by 9, whether they're straight or not, Because and then I'll delegate it. I'll do the best I can yeah. with the time I have, and then I delegated it. And I think that's what a race director has to do is everything runs on time. It's just like directing a show. you know, Exactly. Whether you like what you have or not, it's going. The curtain's going to open. Exactly. Now, what do you think, in, in just in your experience, is the biggest challenge overall? What was the toughest part? Uh, was it the marketing? Was it finding volunteers? Was it um, dotting all the I's and crossing all the T's? I mean, all those little detail crap things. Registration. Hands registration. down. Hands down registration. Um, getting people. Because I didn't delegate registration, and um, had I done that, I think we would have had a much better turnout. Uh, I just kind of thought, oh, I'll handle it, and I'm busy during the day. I'm a what's-in-front-of-me yeah. guy. If I'd have delegated registration to one volunteer who had the time or would have had the availability and the ability to follow through better than I did, I think um, it would have been a better race as far as numbers are concerned. How And, and that was the struggle for me, registration, hands down. Is it is it a data entry kind of a concept, or do you sign up through one of these active.com online registration companies? What do you think? Hard to say. If you're looking at a race the size of ours, I mean, if we're looking at 150 racers, um, I don't think you need all that. I mean, maybe I don't. I mean, I did. I mean, I had results up four hours accurately after the race. In a hand-timed event. In a hand-timed yeah. event. And they were posted. And they were posted, and I haven't gotten one complaint. Yeah. Um, and, and they were right. There were a couple of errors, but I was able to fix the errors before I posted them. I was able to catch them. Wow. With, with more people, that may be more difficult. I was tired, too, when I posted those. I mean, I was, I was ready for sleep. I mean, I was, I was, I was up until 11.30 the night before. I was back up out of my bed at 4.00. I was made a, lo- a load of a, an equipment run, made it to my uncle's house, and then I had to go to the grocery store that morning. Then I made it to my uncle's house by 6.30. Yeah. Then we, we met you at about 7.10. Yeah. And then we had buoys. I was off the water, I think, by 8.15. Yeah, it, it, at the you least. Know. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the thing is, here's the one thing I will say is, is I think we do overcomplicate things and you want 20, 30 volunteers and you, you say, I want all these volunteers here. But then you, I then would you take people who are just standing around who just kind of feel like idiots. You're like, hi, I really appreciate you being here. I have nothing for you to do. I would take the five of us over yeah. 20, 20 people invests. You know, I had, I had what we had. We, well, no, we had, there's about seven or eight of us. And I think you need about seven or eight. You know, you, you really need at least that. And then you need your course marshals and everything else. Because we had another five volunteers for trucks. And, and those yeah. guys went out and gladly were marshals. Thank you very much. And we had, we had a lot of great stuff. So we had, we, had, we had probably, you know, 20 people, 30 people involved in the race that weren't competitors. Almost as many competitors. But, uh, you know, it was the, the volunteers, I think are important. They're, they they make the I race guess. happen. But your core people, the people you can trust and delegate to, are crucial. If you don't have people you can trust and delegate, you're looking it's at a lot of stress work. because yeah. you'd be running around trying to do everything. And you see it all the time with race directors. Yeah, absolutely. I, and I think a lot of that sometimes is people who are unwilling to give up, uh, to delegate that responsibility. Just like you said, they, they I can't not be a part of registration because I'm too terrified 
that somebody else is going to screw it up and I'm going to be the one getting in trouble for it. And so they're the ones who are there. They're up with, you know, up until after registration closes. They're there. They're they're all night. They're doing it themselves. And then they end up just getting stressed. The, I'm not picking on any race directors. I see it in a lot of them. And I'm just trying to figure out, you know, um, I financially is this something that is so viable that it that it that these guys are doing it that they're that it's worth that effort maybe i'm not in our case the bigger but, races uh, maybe but uh not these not some of these smaller ones bigger races also mean bigger expenses i'll oh, I, yeah. here's another shout out i want to give if she's listening i i don't know if she listens to the show or not but erica hesh the gal who did our timing yeah. and our registration that was the other person who really made my life a whole heck of a lot easier and uh she showed up. I granted, I volunteer for her divorce clinic too all the time. So guess what I'm doing? Um, <laughs> but uh, um, she's she was fantastic because we had another great person who came in. And I, here I'm going to sound sexist, but I think women do a really good job with timing, and I think they do a really good job with results and registration. They have that multitask. That where is someone sexist. can talk to them. I, I don't know why because. I don't know if it, it, I see. They have it. bigger brains, I think. Oh no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I I cannot focus really well on more than one thing, and she did such a good job. And I, I say maybe maybe it's that's what I've seen a trait in many women. Maybe it's not all women. Maybe it's not. But what I'm saying is, Erica had that trait that I didn't have. That she could just do the results and went yeah. through it. Do 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 do. You could totally see how she did it. My wife's like that. They. You know, there are certain people that have that ability, and that was one thing that was best. Was I said, okay, here's how I envision timing the race. I made up a system, made it up, and uh, <laughs> I mean, absolutely made it up, and it worked. And then I said, can you make that happen? They said, yeah. yeah. And then I didn't have to micromanage it. I said, here's how I want the results, and can you do that? And they said, yeah. And they did it. And yeah. you know, if you sit there over someone's shoulder and you know screw everything up, I mean, you can go back and double check stuff, and you know, but. I mean, we even pulled the overall winners out of the age group results. It was no problem. I mean, really, you could have tripled the numbers. It would have slowed down results about a half hour. Yeah. So, you know, and I guess those are the cases where if you're tripling the numbers, that's where you start to look towards maybe a chip timing or or some other. I agree. You know, something other than hand timing. You know, and also thanks to Marla MD, Spokane Regional Sports Commission and MD Sports. I mean, watches, Marla. Watches, watches huh. came from Marla. She helped us out with that, too. So you never realize. I guess that's the other thing about race directing. You have to, you can't do it alone. You have to rely on other people for things. Um, you know, there are, we have some major race directors, especially in terms of triathlon. Well, and also in terms of, of cycling, where people just have stash stacks of stuff, cones, uh, all those, the vests, the stop, handheld stop signs, the stop watches the buoys in terms of triathlon and all these signs that need to happen. And that's one of the biggest things that you don't take into account when you're starting, when you're putting on your own race. Oh, when you, when you're looking at someone else going and you have cone envy, I mean, you, you have no idea how cool cones are until you only have 50, (laughs) you know, and you're like, and I I heard the kids try, I had 200, and I'm like, you had 200 cones? I mean, I could have 200 cones. Oh, you know, oh, I would love 200 cones. I had 50, you know, (laughs) and you know, but you know, 50 was plenty. It was great for how we did it. The one thing I have to admit, I mean, I I actually stole this idea from MD Sports because they did it for one of their duathlons, the uh, landscape flags, loved them. Oh yeah, those little ones that you see for the invisible fence for a dog or something like oh, that. Oh yeah, people. You know what? It it 
it never ceases to amaze me when you set up those paths for the athletes to stay in. Not only will they stay in, but the spectators have a tendency to want to walk in that row because they, I mean, our brains just shut off and we find ourselves follow the path. Oh, yeah, but once the race starts, they also automatically stay out of it. Yeah. I mean, they. we had no problem with... Well, they're the crossage ones, people who just kind of wander across with their baby strollers or something like that, that are just brains kind of shut off in the moment. And But, I mean, before it was just people running up that park. Yeah. Oh, okay. So just mass humanity. It was just, yeah, it was just yeah. mass masses of Kurt humanity. did have a good point about, especially in terms of the triathlete, uh, people coming out of the water really, really have a tough time thinking. Mm-hmm. I've never noticed it as much until this race. You're seeing people come out of the water, and you're trying to tell them how to get to their bike, and you have to literally look at them in the eye and almost shout it to them because people are just kind of, I got bike must get bike then run bike run yeah and it's just it was unbelievable seeing some of those people and and you have to be very blunt to them in terms of the instructions quick to the point get them through well i still remember i remember doing my first ironman and i had a skin suit on and uh and i put my wetsuit on and everything i'd been in my wetsuit for quite some time because you know you you sit at the start for about 20 minutes and you swim for God, I swam forever. Um, but uh, I don't remember how long I swam. But it's like two, you know, two point one miles. So you know, you're swimming forever. And uh, so I get out, and uh, they, you, you have people who just peel your wetsuit off. And I swear to God, I mean, I was like, yeah, I got to get to the bike. And all of a sudden, they peel my wetsuit off. It felt like I was naked. <laughs> and I actually had to think for a second. Did I put my skin suit on? Oh wow! So <laughs> you know, you're you're that out of it. I was that for for just well, that's a second. A long swim. Though, yeah, you're right? just sitting yeah. there. You're kind of dizzy. You're kind of. But yeah, that's that's Kurtz. I mean, but that's for everybody. If you're in your first triathlon and you've just got your O'Neill wetsuit, you know that you usually water ski in and you're swimming and you do is hard and you're up there. I mean, it's the same thing, you know, for everybody. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, you, a lot of times you see people running on the run with a helmet. <laughs> you know, <laughs> what? I forgot. We saw that lady with the third with eye. The third eye on, <laughs> yeah, finishing the run with a third eye strapped to her head. <laughs> I could see what's behind me this way. But I will say this: the group we did it for was Friends for Children. Um, they usually do a hot dog sale. I believe they generally net about six hundred dollars that weekend. I think we're going to net them about eight eight hundred to a thousand bucks for that race. Oh wow! So. Um, that's just 800 bucks that went to kids for us to, to do that experiment on whether or not we want to do it again. I had a blast doing it. I sure hope they let me do it again. Yeah. Um, I'd like that to be our race. I, I would like to do it again. I think we can do better. Um, so let's, let's do it. So is, is saying that, all right, I mean, can you see yourself just from your experiences, you didn't walk away with a huge bad taste in your mouth. Um, is this something that you would do in a different style i mean other other races other events just you know absolutely yeah okay the only part i didn't like was it was harder to announce oh it was, and i yeah, really it was enjoy i enjoy announcing like i enjoy like our announcing gigs yeah. um because we just sit there and announce and make fun of people and mm-hmm. and you know um you know have a great like kind of shtick that we do and and that i we weren't able to ever get into a rhythm because yeah I had responsibilities. You had responsibilities, and so for that reason, I think um, I don't like race directing because I, my first love really would be announcing a race. Yeah. But I do think they're fun to put on. It's a blast. 
Right, yeah. It's a and different rush. I think there are other styles of events, too. And I, as I've always said, I don't want to put on the events that people who hire us to put to, to come and announce to because that's kind of, I feel that's almost a direct competition and I don't want to ever do that to any of our, of our, the people we announce for in the events we call and things like that. But it'd be fun. I think in some terms, there are a lot of things that are happening in terms of events. And I'd love to hear from some of the listeners on these things and some of these new styles, these grand fondos that are happening, um, the timed, tour kind of a feel that this event is there's one out of colorado that i found out about this weekend uh called fire road cycling it's a grand fondo but it's all off road and it's all on fire roads so it's oh, not that's something awesome. it's not something that is super technical that, that the average cyclist is going to be able to get out there and do on a mountain bike you and, could almost do that on a cross bike yeah absolutely if it's fire roads yeah. I thought, god that was a brilliant one and it's chip timed so you're doing the whole thing. You can ride at your own pace. There are food stops along the way. I you, love food. And Yeah, and individual races along the way. Like, let's say they have a, a long climb. There will be a mat at the beginning and a mat at the end. So you have a race within a race. And I thought, man, that's that's the kind of thing that I, I, I think would be just, just fun to be a part of or be involved with. So um, hopefully, you know, I'd love to see some of those styles of events start to create and, and move around and kind of grow as... As the as the things go, especially we reach this time of year, I don't know if you've noticed. There's always these uh, there's there are a ton of spring events, early summer, a ton of events, and then all of a sudden there's this drop off, right when it gets warm. Why? It gets warm. Yeah, I don't know. Everybody <laughs> wants to go out to the lake and drink beer instead. And I, I have no idea. I mean, yeah, cycling was always like that. It's like by by July you're done. Yeah, yeah, and you it's know? just it's always, I've always found it really strange i mean you know in uh, you know ironically the fact that we're going to talk about the fact that the tour de france starts in a week um and you know we'll we'll chat up about that but it, it's i find it strange that you know here the tour de france is starting and all of a sudden things are just dropping out you know the the event the the, the local events are are not be, as big as they used to be i agree i mean but i think i i i see it more as a time for opportunity because we have such good people in this area who can start events and yeah. you talk about the grand fondos which i'd never heard of until you mentioned them yeah uh, why not Huge. you know and and i think you know spokane is such a great town for that but any town's a great town for that. I mean, it's it's the people you have. Like, I think Missoula would be a great town to put on new events. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, you know, you're looking at, at all sorts of stuff. So, I mean, it's... So, I guess if it's something you're thinking about doing, if, if, if promotion, I call it promoting, or race directing, or putting on an event is something you're thinking about doing and, and want to kind of get involved, here, here are two guys who have been on the other end of the spectrum and now finally... You know, you more than I did uh, jumped into this thing and and tried to experience it. It's not that painful of an experience. It's not, and I'd say in a lot of ways we failed. Um, you know, <laughs> I, I mean, you know, in a lot of ways it it didn't work out because we didn't get the numbers we wanted. But I tell you what, I mean, what we did have and the way it ran, it ran like just smooth as silk. Yeah. I mean, we actually got some great feedback from the racers of like. Are you kidding me? This is this is a great race. We had a heck of a time registering, but we this is a great race. Yeah. I, you know, and a lot of people w sought us out to tell us that. Wow. And yeah. um, you know, so I mean, I would say do it. What's your worst case scenario? Nobody shows up. Well, you're, you're out of there that much quicker. Yeah, um, and if you're a USA Cycling Club, you put on an event and you, you're off the hook. Yeah, you know, even <laughs> if it was two people who showed up and raced. Yeah, so, so. all the good. You know, your 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 problems are solved for the rest of the year. 
Just yeah. don't buy a ton of swag to give out to people until you realize you need to give swag out to people. I will say this, though, too. I mean, I would be curious what the numbers were on the three-on-three basketball tournament that they had there. I mean, oh. I can't imagine those were great. <laughs> no. God, not in that weather. I mean, I didn't see a lot of people playing basketball that day. No, I didn't either. You know, oh, not when we left, and we left at, like, what, 4 o'clock? Yeah. I, so. I think it was down farther in town. You know, I drove to I drove to Rathrum that or Coeur that night and dropped my stuff off. Did you? Yeah, I did. I freaking I gritted it out. Mine's still in the back of my car. You got to get that over to Kurt. I talked to Kurt already. I'm dropping it off to him tomorrow. But yeah, that's you know why? Because it would still be in the back of my truck if I didn't do it right <laughs> then. I drove home. I was driving home that night. I mean, I I went and I helped them break down their hot dog stand. The friends for children folks, and then okay. I, I I was tired. I was dog tired, and I thought, you know what? I am not going to haul these because in order for me to park in the garage where I live now, or not where I live, where I stay, because I, I will not live in the valley. Um, <laughs> but just temporarily housing yourself. Yeah. Well, I, I, as of Saturday, um, if only I could find someone to help me move. As of Saturday at 10 a.m., I live up north. Um, so. Oh, nice. Saturday yeah. at 10 a.m., you are moving from the valley to the north side, hopefully bypassing downtown Spokane completely. Uh, pretty much, because we're taking Forker. Yeah, because the for those of you who don't live in the immediate Spokane vicinity, the world's largest three-on-three douchebag, I mean, basketball uh, competition is happening in downtown Spokane. It consists of kids and uh, jackholes who think they're two free throws away from a career in the NBA. And I am fortunate enough to attend the event this year. Oh, okay. As long as you, if you're going to rip on it, you might as well go. I'm I not don't ripping on the event. I'm ripping on the majority of the people who participate in the. Event. I don't. I know, but it's so funny because the reason I don't like it too is I am basketball impaired. Um, oh, I'm I the get, worst basketball player. I'm in a play. federal program. <laughs> I, I they they pay me not to play each year. Um, it's it's a lot like farming. Um, yeah. but, but no, I'm I'm literally I'm a horrible basketball player. So I don't understand the, you know the the kind of allure the allure to it. And then there the, it is a bit thuggish. Um, a bit. There was gunfire last year. There was not gunfire. There was a gunfight. <laughs> <laughs> What was it? Pistol whipping? What are you talking? What's the difference between gunfight and gunfire? Well, the gunfire would suggest People one person shot. shooting. <laughs> People were shot. Yeah, we we should talk about something else. <laughs> oh, so you know, it was yes, okay. So there was there. I'm talking about the general. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. The generality type, you know, and 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 this whole machoism about the sport. I, you know, and I like like I like Gonzaga basketball. Yeah. Um I do like watching college basketball, but I do I got to kind of th- 
throw in with you on this one. There is some douchebaggery going on. Okay. Down 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 at Hoopfest, but kind of hard to bag on something that became for Spokane the Gigantic. biggest. It is huge. 3 on 3 tournament yeah. in the world. Yeah. New York has one, LA has one. All those cities have one, and it's not as big as Spokane's. They're all going. How do we? How do we emulate Soup Fest? Yeah, more gangsters apparently. But uh, realistically, <laughs> <laughs> um, more cowbell. Um, <laughs> doctor's got the fever, and the only cure is more gangsters. But uh, yeah, I think that's that's really what what you're looking at. Is it's hard. It's like okay, it's a. But I mean, I'm sure they say the same thing about Iron Man. I mean, you do not see the same spectators that you see. For Iron Man that you do at Hoopfest. It's different people. It's oil and water. Yeah. And and quite frankly, you know what? It, it just is what it is. And it's a pretty positive event. It, it raises a lot of money yeah. for a lot of businesses. I can't I can't really bag on Hoopfest. Do I want to play in Hoopfest? No. Yeah. Um, I'm going down. Uh, we're at a slight uh, conflict here. Are you playing? No. God, oh, okay. No, no, I wouldn't do that to Hoopfest. Um, but... Uh, it's we in the, this very upcoming weekend we have in in our area we have this gigantic basketball tournament and we also have Ironman Coeur d'Alene happening and it's I mean it's a big deal and uh, I'm ticked because you know I'm 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 going to hoop fest my son's playing his first hoop fest he's oh. years old I gotta go watch the little guy play but would I rather be over an Ironman? Checking out swag in the village and, you know, getting free stuff and watching people suffer and all that kind of stuff. I will yeah. say this. An Iron Man start to watch is spectacular. I mean, I it is. Yeah. I mean, you've never seen it? No. You you really. I mean, you could probably make it over there and make your son's game on Sunday. I mean, the start's at 7. Oh, well, I won't see it. <laughs> <laughs> it's worth seeing. I mean, if there's anybody out there who has not seen an Iron Man start, um, it's something. I what? mean, it's three thousand of your closest friends all <laughs> hitting the water at the same time. Oh my god, it is insane. And and having been in it twice and having seen it m- numerous times. There's nothing like it in the world. I mean, I swear to God, that is the most scared I've ever been in my life. Just the, just the start. <laughs> just the first, when I got about 400 yards offshore, I mean, I was close to panicking. I still remember looking to my right. It was about three foot swells. And uh, oh, wow. I remember looking to my right, and this guy was panicking, thinking he was drowning. He was in a wetsuit, so of course he's going to float. And... Uh, I looked to my left, and there's Jesse. Um, Jesse, we must have been probably, Jesse was with me probably 200 yards offshore because she swims a lot faster than I do. <laughs> and so uh, Jesse and I looked at each other, and, you know, this guy was trying to hold him up, and he's, like, thrashing around and everything. That full panic, kicking, that pull, the, the, the uh, big wide eyes, and the, oh, the kayaks are coming. And I remember just looking and going, tough shit, <laughs> you know? And wow. I, I started yeah. swimming, and, uh, and, and that's what Jesse and I both kind of looked at each other and went, what are you going to do? I mean, you, you go over to him, he's going to probably pull you down with him. Well, if it was Jesse, you know, yeah. yeah. You know, but uh wasn't. And, it, you know, and that that was yeah. kind of it. It was just like, if it was, if it was someone I knew or someone I could have helped, yeah, I'd, of course you, you'd do it. But otherwise, you're just going, I don't know what to do because there's this wave of humanity behind you, too, that's moving. I mean, yeah. you can't stop. You can't turn around. There's no time out. And so it, it literally felt like... 
you could be run over and you could drown. And so I remember I got about another 15 yards ahead and I started hyperventilating. Only time in my life I've ever done that. And I, <laughs> and I was yeah. like, okay, breaststroke, breaststroke. Yeah. And I breaststroked for a minute and just kept my head above water. And it was like, all right, suck it up. And, and I was fine. But I mean, honestly, I was scared. I mean, I was physically scared more than I've ever been before of just like that, that survival instinct. In an Ironman start, God. it's something, and it's not a 350 yard swim like we had this last weekend. This is this is a long freaking swim. It's 3,500. Yeah, it's just <laughs> well, 3,800 really. I think. You know, I've I've run a marathon, I've run half marathons, I've I've uh, been on bike races that have been insane amount of distances. Um, I just the the entire concept of that first part of the swim, just like many other people who want to get involved in triathlon, I'm sure is the biggest daunting task. The fear of the swim. Oh yeah, it was for me too, but uh, it's fine. I mean, that's <laughs> <laughs> no big deal. You, for, say that to the guy with the eyes the size of basketballs, so yeah, he's pulling others down with him. But I mean, you know, the one thing is, is I mean, you see people. It's like, well, this is the fourth time I've done. I mean, this seriously, I've had this conversation. I've done it four times. I've never made it by the swim. I'm like, well, why are you riding? Never made it through the swim. Never made it through the swim. Like either they don't make the time cut. Or they don't. Wow. And and I'm sorry if you are physically able um, and you train. I'm, but my thinking is is well you just paid six hundred dollars. Why are you no. riding? Why are you riding your bike? You've never made it to the bike. Why are you riding your bike? Why are you running? Just train the swim. Well, I mean, uh, no. But I mean, but, you know, why don't why don't you spend a little more time on the swim? Yeah. If, if, because swimming, I'll never be a good swimmer. But I mean, I have. I believe with my swim time, which sucks, um, I have an hour between me and the time cut. Yeah. So I could. Really? Yeah. I mean, hour, 45 minutes to an hour between me and the time cut, which means I could go out around. I could do, you know, another lap. Really? Yeah. Wow. So, I mean, you know, and, that, and I'm not a good swimmer. So it's like there's that much time. So you should be able to, if you train a little bit, but you know, people, I don't think they train smart and that's maybe a segue into another thing, but I mean, oh man, training versus training smart. The preparation for that, I can only imagine, as I said, I've done a marathon before and that, that part, that training encompasses your life to train for something as serious as a, as an Ironman has, has got to be more, even more so. I mean. Oh yeah, but the I'm worst asking is you more than I'm saying. You know, I'm a, because you've you've done this type of event. It, it it is towards the end. I mean, like I, I I'm kind of kicking it around to do it for my fortieth. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm kind of kicking it around. Well, you've you've just said it to you know thousands of I know of listeners. So you tens more or less made tens that obligation. of tens of listeners. But I'm kind of kicking it around. <laughs> I would need to talk to Roger and see you know get a program and and but I'm kicking it around just because it it really does. Roger Roger's not a pharmaceutical rep. Why well, would you need a program permit. Well, I mean, Roger and whoever <laughs> oh, else and, I can find. And Dr. Bitty Boom Bosch. <laughs> hey, you know, realistically, for my athletic ability, I'm fine with HGH. <laughs> you know what? Nobody's going to kick me out. I mean, what are they going to do? Say, I can't race Ironman. Fine, yeah. I'll find another race. Sure, I, mean, I, I die 10 years younger and, and I grow boobs. Still, no, HGH, though. Stallone's on HGH. Well, look at what it's done for him. I think he looks pretty good for 80. <laughs> yes, but I don't think he can add. 
He never could. Yeah, good point. Like, at what point did you go, God, that Rocky, he's dumb as hell, but boy, he sure is an intellect. <laughs> I mean, boy, he sure can take a punch, but gosh, you know, he's real renaissance man, that yeah. Rocky. Yeah, you know, I like, well, have you seen his paintings? Mm, no, Adrian. I kid you not. They are, they are the equivalent of numbers. <laughs> Just, wow, nice job. Yeah, wow. Apparently, you did all your own stunts there, Rock. <laughs> yeah, apparently, um, yeah, you've been concussed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, now, what's this? Uh, okay, you know, let's say I'm somebody who's doing the doing the Iron Man this weekend. Um, before, uh, you know, what, what kind of it? Okay, no, I, actually, what I really want to know is, while well, I'm standing, um, uh, is the post i mean is this something that you're not walking for three four days i've seen people do the 24-hour mountain bike race solo i've seen people uh that finish marathons and, and stumble around for for four or five days afterwards what's it like to finish one of these bad boys hurts yeah, um it, but <laughs> <laughs> enough said uh, but uh i don't know i mean fortunately i've had good programs in the past i think the first Ironman I did, I did with a stress fracture in my foot, so that hurt. Um, you know, that 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 was I was pretty sore the next day for that. Uh, but that was more in my foot, and it wasn't so much. Your legs feel like they've gone through a car wreck. I mean, and that's so not you're a, toast for for a while, a week. Yeah, um, but you're not toast as. I mean, I've gone to I go to work the Just next day. Just hobbling, kind of a. Th- God, I walked stairs. I walked. No, the, the up's fine. <laughs> yeah, um, it's the down. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, I still take the stairs. I don't take the elevator at work. And, you know, I mean, I like, I mean, it, it was never that bad. I mean, you're a little tired, but it goes both ways. You're still pretty high. I mean, you feel like you can do anything the next day. I mean, you feel like there is no challenge that is beyond you. I mean, so, so you yeah. can, you can kind of. The the pain's a reminder of of how cool it is. I mean that finish line. There's nothing like it that I I've experienced. I mean, you know, well there is. I'd say passing the bar was pretty awesome too. I would say you know getting a phone call from my friend saying hey you're a lawyer because you work really hard and it's kind of it's yeah. like, it's like an Iron Man that way. But I mean there's there's things in your life that are that are cataclysmic I moments. I should have a snarky comment for that, but I don't. There's just not, there is no snarky comment for Iron Man. I mean, you turn into No, Laura I mean Engels. about the lawyer thing. Well, yeah, there please, yeah. Yeah. Oh, hey, your soul's gone. Yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, but it's awesome. Satan line 2. <laughs> Satan line 2. Oh, hey. Congratulations, Mark. Yes, <laughs> how you doing, buddy? <laughs> yeah, you got a uh, corner office. Cool. Um <laughs> <laughs> what that Pacino movie? You think you'd always look Devil's like Advocate. Yeah, Devil's Advocate. Yeah, I like that show. <laughs> of course you did. Charlie Steering naked. That's true. Yeah, that is yeah. true. Loved it. Um, Got to think about that for a second. Yeah. All right, I'm back. Um, so you know that's gonna. I I I really wish part of me could be out there at and and to see that event and to see it happen. I have announced full triathlons before, but never an, a one. You know, an Iron Man. You've announced an Iron Man distance. Yes, yes, yes. And, but not a not a Ford Iron Man. That is a marathon within itself. By the way, if, oh. and if you ever start uh, announcing a race, I know I want to feel sorry for myself, but six a.m. and then uh, going all the way to midnight, and I was doing it solo. I remember I got pretty punch drunk by the end of the night, and I was. It was, it was kind of fun, you know. I was laughing at stuff. I believe I did the same race, but it was a half Ironman the did. year I did it. Yep. And I went till 5 in the afternoon. Grand uh, Columbian. Grand mm-hmm. Columbian, yep. 
which was 11 hours on my own. And uh, that's I, I was sitting there thinking about it going, and I'd have seven hours left. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it was brutal. It, I mean, yeah. I was tired. So this is you know to all the people who are actually competing in it you know you guys are you guys are studs and that's that's going to be cool you know and i from what i understand it's 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 a different beast than any of the other distances it's you know i think i've heard competitors talk about the fact that the iron distance is is great but it's not this be all end all of human existence that people asso- associate it with Mm-mm. whereas you know if i wanted to be really fast at a sprint distance or a really good you know, at, at any other shorter sport, um, it takes just as much dedication as, as would. If, oh, if, absolutely. If there, there's a great article on it. or I, might, I don't remember what it was, but it was going long is what it was. And it, yeah. was, it really kind of called it out of, you know, you somehow look at Ironman athletes as the pinnacle or the, the marathon runners as the pinnacle. And yeah. why is that? Because, I mean, it takes the same dedication to win at, at the 5K level. And and that's true, absolutely. And you look at the bike racers that you know you're not going to take a, an Ironman athlete and turn him into a crit specialist. No, it's never going to happen. He's going to get his ass beat, and and that's just the way it goes. And or a time trialist, even. I mean, he's not yeah. going to have the power to to muddle through. Now, could they do what he does? No, but he can't do what they do. Nor could an NFL lineman. Yeah. Um. So you know, it's good not to get caught up in that. But I do think it's always good to show respect to. The various, and I think we we try to show respect to endurance athletes, um, you know, and and we're really sorry for figure skaters. Um, we, no, I'm not. We're, well, you know, I mean, I I like them, and I think that the athletic ability is there. I just I don't understand the sport, so I, I just don't get it. That's it's, a show in itself. I think I've mentioned it before. And I'm oh, never yeah. afraid to mention it again. I don't think figure skating is a sport. If you are a figure skater, you can call me up and yell at me anytime. I think if it is judged by points, it is a competition. Not necessarily a sport. I'm not disagreeing that they are fit, that they are practiced, that They're they athletes. are polished. Um, I don't think it necessarily qualifies as a sport. But they're, they're athletes. That's a show within. I'd itself. say they're athletes. I don't know if it's a sport the way no. we the way we understand sport. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, I would say like gymnastics, same thing. I mean, it's not necessarily a sport. They're athletes. They're very talented. I cannot do what you do, but you know, when the French judge can screw up your whole day, yeah. Sorry. Or, or the application of your glitter depends on how everything works out. No. Mm, yeah. I mean, I I prefer a real sport where it's decided by the pharmaceutical companies. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you for that perfect segue. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, guess what happens <laughs> in a very short amount of time? The Tour de France, sponsored by Merck, <laughs> is about to begin yet again. Oh, my we are celebrating the 100th anniversary of the inclusion of the Alps in this year's tour. Uh, the usual suspects, minus a, a, a couple, going to be involved here in it. I have, I've been from all my research, one, two, three, four, five, six high mountains stages. Or category? Uh, yes, uh, what it would look like. Um, let not, me not cat one, but or. No, um, we do have several several old s- usual suspects: uh, Luzardi Den, uh, Laltuez, uh, Galibier, A lot of different, uh, you know, a lot of lot of those major big climbs that we remember and love so well. Is Tourmalet in there? Um, I would have to see look. I, yes, it is. I love uh, the, the Tourmalet. Cold the Tourmalet involved, and in fact. 
They are climbing one climb twice, once up the front, once up the back. I would have to look through my research if I had done my research well. Same Um, race? No. Two days. Two separate days. But um, Back to back? Yes. Oh! Yeah, exactly. So we're, we're we're looking at a pretty pretty good and far as far as uh, the actual course goes. I can't wait to hear from our friends over at Velominati in terms of uh, of what the who they're all predicting. I think we should go into our little kind of fun predictions here, just based upon our uh, pomp, circumstance, and extremely uneducated, pig-headed opinions upon who's going on. Radio Shack, I think, honestly, announcing their roster today, taking one of the most stacked teams they've taken in years, even though many of their leaders getting up there in age, getting up there a little bit later. Levi racing on Radio Shack? Levi just won the Tour of Switzerland. Yeah. Which is no, which is a big warm up for the tour. Don't, and, eh, don't Andy eh. Hampson won the Tour of Switzerland. Andy Hampson was on this show, and Andy Hampson won the Tour of Switzerland. He won Andy the Hampson won, won, won the Giro. Giro. Andy Hampson, fantastic rider. I don't know if he could have won the Tour de France. Uh, I don't know. I I'd think love that's to find that out from Andy. I know. I'd, I'd like to ask him if he, because I do find. God, I'm sure he'd say, "F you, yeah, I could have, but." If I'd have just had the team... I was sponsored by a place that sells hot dogs. That's unfortunate. No, uh, but I mean, I, I would say uh, Tour de Switzerland... I don't, I just, I'm not bagging on Andy Hampson. I'm sorry, Andy. Love to have you on the show again. But my, my point yeah, being be. that winning the Tour of Switzerland is like winning the Founders Day. Um, no. You know, I mean, no. It's like it doesn't mean anything. It, as far as... you, It's a crapshoot. Yeah, the one thing that blew me away it was, was uh, impressive effort. I saw Contador ro- rode the Giro. Yeah, one. Yeah, I know. Uh, Contador. Well, at the time, he wasn't sure if he was going to be riding the tour. Um, he's in. He's going to ride the tour. He's going to go for it. Um, God, I just I hate him. Hate him. And I really <laughs> don't want him to win. But I'm thinking he's probably gonna. Andy Schleck's got a shot. Andy Schleck had a bad tour of Switzerland, especially his time trials stunk. He's not real. He's never been strong in the time travel. No, and that's why I don't think he'll ever win a tour. God, if if you could have, but if you're going up one day, I mean, maybe he could put. He's not that bad at it that somebody. But Contador is so powerful, especially yeah. when he eats that Spanish beef. Oh, <laughs> oh this Spanish beef makes me feel so strong. <laughs> no, it's actually the steroids. Muy bueno, um, <laughs> muy bueno, muy pio. Donde estás el toro con EPO? <laughs> um, that's two years of Spanish there, folks. Um, you know, so I, he's going to be there. I think again, if if Contador's firing on all cylinders, plus that little extra one he has uh, by Merck, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a tough one to fit to to beat him in. I'd love to see. You know, you've got Radio Shack with Levi with Chris Horner, who had a really good tour of California, who's actually riding some of the best. He, I've seen Chris Horner ride in a long time. You've got uh, Yanni Brakovic. You've got um, Popovich and a- Andreas Kloden all on the same squad. God, that is, they are a little long in the tooth, but I mean, you're talking, you're it's talking a, real deal. It's I mean, a talented squad. But Kloden, I mean, Kloden runs into the same problem that Schleck does on the time trial, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, he has hit and miss days. Sometimes yeah. he's good, sometimes he's a but, little But I mean, off. he's not going to win the time trials. Probably not. He's, the, the question is, is how much does he lose? But I mean, in the mountains, he's he, he's he's yeah. a threat. Yeah. Um, so Horner Horner actually, 
quite frankly, Levi is one of the best tri- uh, uh, time trialists of, of that squad. Can be. Um, you know, I'm impressed to see him win the Tour of Switzerland. Actually, hats off to Levi. Um, yeah, I'm sure he's worried about your opinion. But well, hats off to him. <laughs> Hopefully, he'll hear it. I mean, you never know who's listening to the show. When I look at all of our Australian listeners, and you know, yeah, I mean, um, yeah, Crikey, yeah. Um, you know. That's my dog in the background. In case you're wondering, I think somebody's yeah. at the house. Oh, that's nice, burglar. But uh, yeah, just help yourself. Yeah, you've done it already. You've done already. Oh, yeah. So stuff. for those of you keeping up with the tweets from the Pack Filler Group, yes, the uh, PMS, the Pack Filler Mobile Studio, uh, uh, had its its battery stolen. Yo, man, recently. someone stole your battery. Someone stole my battery, and I was a little upset about that one. Uh, to be honest, you, who the hell pre-plans to steal a battery? Shh. Yeah. Thanks for barking. Bad now. dog. Thanks for barking now. Bad dog. Not when the battery yeah, is getting barks. stolen. <laughs> Although they're probably out front towing the darn thing away, and I'm just back here going, bad dog, be quiet. Bad dog. <laughs> Tour. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. I jumped, I jumped there. My top three. I'm, I, I'm not necessarily in that finishing order. I'm going to log into Bellaminati. This will be my top three. I think somewhere in there is going to be a young Spanish beef eater by the name of Alberto Contador. I think um, also in there is going to be, I think a Radio Shack jersey has a good chance of being on the podium. I don't know who it is, but I think a Radio Shack jersey will be on the podium. I also think, I I would like to be Levi. I think Levi's kind of, if he can, Tour Switzerland one week, uh, the Tour de France three weeks, I think that's Levi's only Achilles heel when it comes to some of that stuff. He's had good races in the past. I don't know if he can click it all together one big last time to make it happen. And um, I'm thinking a Schleck might be on on the podium. On the podium. I think... I'm going to say Schleck on the podium. Okay. On the podium. On. I can't on. pick a winner, to be honest with you. I would say if I I'm going to pick a I winner. Think if Contador is flying as well as he always is, he's unbeatable. If I could pick a winner, it would be the Spanish beef eater. But I don't want I'm not to. going to pick a winner. I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to pick a, a Schleck for the, for the podium. I'm going to pick a Spanish beef eater, old Pistoleros, for, yeah. uh, for a podium spot. I'm going to pick... I will pick a Radio Shack rider. I think you're right. So well, you just copied me, basically. But I will, but I'm going to say I'm going to say probably. I, I would say it's just as likely to be Cloden as it is Lifeheimer. Okay, and then for my wild card, Who? if I'm not mistaken, I, I haven't. I, wait a second. Is Basso riding the tour? Basso is riding. I don't know if he'll be going very fast. I'm going to throw my wild card for Basso. Really, I am. I am. I think he's. I think he's got the. He's got the chops. He's got the program. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think if he has the right program, it's uh, it's the way to go. And I, I don't know. I mean, do we want to talk about how their uh, pharmaceutical sponsorship is is going to affect the teams? Because apparently, we're not all that busted up about all this drugging and and stuff. Well, there was uh, there. I think I can't really, you know. And I, pick I'm, someone in the in the top three that we've picked that really is beyond reproach at this point. Because, I mean, in terms of checkered past, or in terms of not drugging, who do we know that's not drugging? Well, maybe Lifehimer. I mean, I Levi guess Levi has never been caught or yeah, suspected. Was Lance um, Chris Horner's never 
done any. I mean, never know. Understand. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, and that's. I. You know, we always keep coming back. Maybe to this when they we should pro cycling. We run into this with pro cycling. You know, you see an incredible effort, and now we're at that point in the sport where we start going, "God, that's amazing!" Oh, crap. I bet. I wonder. I. I hope not. There's that immediate question mark in the back of our heads, and that just that bugs me. Well, the other thing, though, too, though, is, I mean, do we really care? I mean, and and I I I really I I, I yeah. can see it in your eyes. You know, you do. Um, but do we really care? It's the Barry Bonds thing. Do we want to see home runs? Do we want to see the epic days? Regardless yeah. of the cost of the athletes, regardless of the, those that wish to race clean, you know, or do we want? the spectacle of the sport and the grand days and the breakaways and everything because that's partially what the program brings. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. You know, that's, that's what it's going to bring to the sport is this excitement and everything else. I'm not saying it's okay. I'm just saying, Oh my word. Where are we? I mean, I'm against it. Don't get me wrong. Guess, I'm well, I'm I, not I'm not saying. That I also it's okay. think there's I also think there's that foreign substance um, issue of adding uh, taking in a, a chemical, and I also think there's that issue of um, blood boosting. Two things that are completely different. I'm kind of for blood boosting. I don't I don't have a problem with it, and you know, it's maybe your blood. Yeah, and I'd almost it's almost one of those things. Like I guess you know, it's like prostitution. I'd rather it be legalized and cleaned up. <laughs> so yeah, no we don't have any problems with it. So yeah. there's our ten cents if on. Uh, if you're tour. laying down, if you're laying down on the tour bus <laughs> trying to get an IV in, I mean, come on, uh, how clean is there. this? Loud and proud, yeah, buddy. That's exactly. your blood. Let's sanitize for crying out loud. Get a cotton swab and some rubbing alcohol yeah, before we're doing this. For Christ's sake, sake, clean your arm, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, I don't know. I mean, and uh, I guess chime in. Um, no, yeah. I. W- if I had my druthers. I think the sport would be clean and no one would do anything beyond aspirin or vitamin C. And unicorns would exist and little fluffy pillows would be everywhere. Yeah, I mean, and and I'm going to say it. I think I've come out on the the show before in support of Lance Armstrong and everything else. Boy, I tell you what, um, I think I might stand corrected at this point. God. Don't I mean you know I I I don't know I don't really want to I don't want to go casting aspersions or anything I'm just saying boy guys it's not looking good and 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 maybe maybe if you can prove a negative at this point please do and give me my Christmas because (laughs) I hate to tell you I hate to tell you there buddy it's just your dad in a red suit damn it. Oh, God. <laughs> Moving on, boys and girls. We've come to that point in the show where we've got to come up with the pack filler commandments. And, Mark, I want you to comment on my choice for the pack filler commandments for this episode. Um, and Sarah. you weren't there yet. You weren't there yet. You're just still a little young pup. I heard on the radio, and the radio always tells us the truth, that there was a, a study done recently in terms of um, acceptance of... Uh, your your physical state. When is the age that you come to the point where, in most cases, this is on an average, that you are okay? I'm never going to be thin again. I'm I'm, I'm going to have a little bit of this to carry around with for the rest of my life. I don't care. I'd rather sit back and have a beer instead of worrying about all these other fitness things. You take a guess what the age was. <sighs> I'm going to say 42. Holy crap! You were one year off. It is 41. Wow. The age in which 
the average American, probably human, um, stops worrying about it. You know, I'm just going to say it. Um, I'm, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Yeah, I will oh. not go gently into that good night. Oh, um, okay. No, I mean, why? I mean, why? I mean, I'm we have all this stuff. Up. I'm not saying turn your toes up and give up. I'm saying I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing, but I'm not going to stress about it so much. I'm fine with, with you know, not going all um, triathlete on everything. Um, <laughs> but they're, they're oil on these breadsticks. <laughs> there is, is this yeah, extra version yeah, yeah. olive oil? Um, <laughs> no, you're at, all, you're at Olive Garden. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up and eat it. It tastes good. <laughs> I think there's there's that, but I mean, you know, no, why give up? I mean, there's one, there's awesome surgeries. Um, <laughs> I mean, really, dude, just make more money. So you took my commandment and, and basically crapped on it. I don't my know. My commandment was, "Thou shalt not worry about it." I'm saying, keep doing what you're doing. Don't worry about the fact that you know that that that. Man, my okay. I'm I'm not going to get down to the body fat percentage I was in high school. I'm not going to um, be able to climb uh, the hills that I used to as quickly as I could. I'm still going to sign up for the race and do it just like I did. But I hope there's a younger generation that's going to go faster than me. I, well, I think there's there's there is a point. And I was thinking about this today. Is like I I think our sentiments are actually exactly. Right, but I mean, why not shoot for the freaking stars? I mean, you know, I mean, show not, by example. Why not try and be two free throws away from an NBA career? No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm not saying. I'm not saying. You're you're getting you're getting me mixed up too because there are certain people that walk around treating everything like I am just waiting for my pro contract in the in the mail. I I think do everything as best you can and and always have a dream because dreams are what make everything. So if you want, I mean, honestly, sounds like a John Hughes movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think it matters because if you really, it's not that if you dream it, you can achieve it. No, that's bullshit. (laughs) I understand that. But what I'm saying is, is like, if you have a realistic goal in mind and it's big and it's, it's, it's like, I want to be. You know, I want I want a club with a hundred people in it. If you want that, and and you're nowhere near it, and you have the skills to make that happen, make it happen. But if you've not- had a body, if you've had a body that was fantastic and could do amazing things, and you're going to accept a paunch, no, at the okay. age of forty-one, I think- at the age of forty-one, screw that. I think it's. I think it's. I think. I think what the study was was it was it was a. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna probably have another glass of wine tonight because. I'm not really worried about it as much as I used to be. I don't know if you're a nudist, then worry about it. Um, nudists never worry about it. Nudists are the the only people who are nudists are the ugly ones. I know that's true. I wish there were like, unless you're in Germany. I want to go to European or Amsterdam, I, Harlem. I love you, yeah. um, but uh, but I I would say this. Um, you know, I don't know. I mean, why go gently into that good night and say, I'm 41, screw it. I understand. I was surprised that it was that young. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm going 41. 40's a new 20. And so... <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> 40's a new 20, so I'm... I'm 22. Exactly. I mean, so why would we do that? I mean, you, you got a lot of life to live. There's a lot of stuff. I mean, I look at uh, some, some of the people I've seen running at age 60 that are busting out sub-seven miles for Bloomsday. Yeah. 
then then you're really going to accept a paunch or you know i think there's there are things we have to do that are different as we get older i think there are some things we have to accept that we cannot eat mcdonald's three times a day oh. and i do find mcdonald's delicious it is. um and i don't know why because it's I really kind of tasteless food but it just it makes me feel so happy going down and so guilty once I've eaten it. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. like it's like Kentucky Fried Chicken. Like I don't know oh, how if there me. is another food that can make me feel dirty. You lost. And I haven't <laughs> eaten Kentucky Fried Chicken in twelve years. Okay, you lost um, me because I haven't had Kentucky Fried Chicken since I was twelve. Yeah, I haven't had it in like twelve years. But I do remember the last time I ate it, I felt dirty. <laughs> But I, you know what? It tasted good. <laughs> you're, staring, so, you're staring at the grease on your hands like you've just committed a murder. And oh, blow oh, over. <laughs> you know the one. The one I always loved was like the uh, the ones where they put the the little bites <laughs> of the of the like the big bags, but the little bites of like butterfingers and stuff. Oh. That is a trap for the unwary fat person. As they <laughs> sit there crying into their 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 chocolate soaked fingers. I mean. <laughs> Give me a break, you know. We're we have to. There's some limitations we have to do. You know, you can't drink twelve beers a night. Um, you can't. No. I would love to. I think it's fantastic. Um, there's times I've smoked cigarettes. You're and not I think forty-one they're fabulous. yet. You're not forty-one yet. I know. Maybe I think, in a couple of years you'll go. Yeah, I'm gonna have that twelfth beer. I've had cigarettes. I don't smoke. I've had cigarettes. I liked them. Um, I inhaled. Oh. The buzz is awesome, and the the <laughs> habit is filthy. I think we've just been pulled out of the health and fitness region. No, but I what think. I'm saying is, is like, oh yeah, like there's endurance athletes. I'm the only one. Um, yeah, you know. But I'm saying, you know, there there are parts, there are things that feel good and everything. But why would I smoke? Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to get a pro contract. Should I smoke then? That's well, okay. You, yeah, okay. I can see you're taking it in a direction, and I can see where you're taking it. You know, I like I like cigarettes. So should I just smoke? Because I'm not going to get a pro contract. You're not. No, I'm nowhere near. But but uh, neither am I. And you know, have, well, let's light up. We yeah, we, we already drink beer. Let's take a second <laughs> for the pause that refreshes. <laughs> but I, I mean, I guess I guess that's that's the extreme. I mean, yeah. and and that's not. But I also agree with. Maybe maybe you're right because you shouldn't sweat the small stuff. Yeah, you know that's, maybe I think you what shouldn't the direction of it was. sit there, you know, and try to body sculpt your body because you're going to make your your significant other miserable. Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah. you're going to make everybody miserable. Yeah, so that's I agree. Marital advice from the guy who's been married for three weeks. Uh, six, six. <laughs> Let me. Yeah, I'll be. Um, I I am your next doc, Doctor Phil. There we go. That dog ain't going to hunt. <laughs> I don't know if we have time. It is the longest night of the year. I don't know if we want to do the longest show of the year, but I do have a couple things. At what know. point did that seem like a good idea? <laughs> <laughs> I, I do want to give I hate saying these two words, but I do want to give a couple shout outs on the show tonight. Um, number one, uh, to my neighbor, this guy. Uh, it's, it, no, this is this is respectful on a cycling element. My neighbor, Steve Nolan, this guy has taken it upon himself to the ultimate bucket list. He's riding across the country right now as we speak. I just spoke to his his significant other today. She said he is 1,200 miles in. He has uh, reached the uh, – uh, they just left Casper, Wyoming this morning. Rain, sleet, cold weather, things like that that they've been dealing with over there. 1,700 miles to go. He and another guy. 
and I've been told that there is a blog post on their progress, and I'll try and get that link and see if it's okay if the, if I post that on the website because that's that. No wow. support vehicles. No, two guys loaded down across the country. See, that's always been a dream of mine too, but not with the camping gear. I um, want a support vehicle. I don't. I don't know if they're camp. They must be camping. You can only get so far a day, or you know, are you camping, or do you just pull over and find a hotel every day and say, "Screw it, I'm bringing a credit card." That's what I would do. I think I would too. I mean, I'm not. Well, the other thing, though, I mean, I'm not carrying that shit on my bike. No, the Illuminati paniers don't belong there. No, I. So agree. I mean, I would. One of them had a, a, is doing the trailer thing on his bike. Yep, towing it behind him. Forget that. Yeah, forget you. Um, yeah. But I know I uh, I am definitely no I would I would say hey buddy you want to drive across the country cool yeah. then you're gonna wait for me I'll I'll do a hundred miles a day or whatever and what are they doing I mean how many how many miles a day are they doing? I don't know I don't know wouldn't you just do a hundred I mean you, you just stop ride 50. I wouldn't do a hundred a day I'd why do not less than a hundred a day why not that's a long ride that's long ass what else are you doing yeah what else are you doing you're riding across Recovering. the country. From what? A hundred miles a day. Fifteen miles an hour. You know, just uh, get up, yeah. get on your bike, rub some rub some ointment in very choice <laughs> places, and get going. Don't I would take too long. Don't take too long. Just I I don't know. I mean, I would think just get going and and do it. But I mean, I'm surprised. In a way, they're lucky they got Sleet and Casper because it's hotter than hell there right now. Is it? it? Can be. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I've, I've raced in Casper. Oh no, I, I, I think that I think they're getting bad weather right now. Is what I'm saying. Casper is extreme though. Like I remember, yeah. it's one or the other. It was 130 degrees on the tarmac one yeah. during one crit in Casper, Wyoming, one day. Yeah. One of our that. listeners, Clay, I think he's over there somewhere. Clay, text me tomorrow and let me know where, what the weather's like. Yeah, he's in Jackson Hole. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So or yeah, I can't. I think he's in Jackson Hole. Is he? Yeah. yeah. Um. So you know, big shout out to Steve. That that takes guts, man. To go that far and and to do that, and that's something that everybody's like, "Yeah, I could do it." I don't know. No, I don't, I'm not even saying I can do it. I'm just saying or I like would like to, to do yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, I'll be right there with a the video camera the whole way. Um, so another shout out to, uh, and this is uh, strangely enough a little corporate thing. I don't think these guys get a whole lot of credit for it. A uh, little local coffee roaster here in town called Roast House Coffee. They've been sponsoring a ton of events around the city, and. Um, old friend of mine dave ryer from my coffee days and so i just wanted to you know say way to go out there you guys um there's especially being a part of this new spokane parkways thing that's happening here next week um our city's kind of getting its act together and i'm impressed by it that the fact that they take a specific area between two parks and they close it down for an area throughout the day and let people just foot traffic have kind of a mini um human powered carnival of some sort and i i think it's a pretty cool thing and that spokane's made a big effort to do that this year and roast house is, is helping them out with that one again so that that's pretty cool to see so cool i mean yeah the city actually has done a lot of things and i didn't even vote for our current mayor and uh i think i might th- this next time around yeah she's uh, it's it's that we, time so you know, she's she's kind of done a lot of things right seeing and the signs go up yeah I don't see the signs go up. You know, we've been we haven't run along, so I'm not going to take too much. To I had a top five list. I'll hold the top five list to our next show. Now that we're going to probably do in shows a little bit more frequent basis. Um, sure. Another just a couple calendar items to keep people afresh of. First one, big one. Um, the race, of the river triathlon happening here in Coeur d'Alene. Huge. Yep. In July, uh, our friends Kurt and Christine. Uh, big thing behind that. Um, 
man, if you're if you're at all interested in a really great uh, triathlon, especially a first triathlon, this is a dynamite one. Your swim, it's downstream. If you don't want to swim, float. You will get to your destination. Bring armies. Yeah. Yeah. Racetheriver.com. They have a Facebook page. Uh, look them up. I think they're running out of spots. So if you're thinking about getting into it, do it quickly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, and realistically, if, yeah, sign up next year, too, because it'll fill after this year. It's a great race. And you'll hear us. Yep. Kids race on the first day. Um, we're going to have the debut of a very young broadcaster, 12-year-old Jackson Bulger, is going to actually come and be the color man for the kids' race nice. the first day. So it's a fun weekend, and it's a lot of great stuff out there. We're also going to be at uh, the Chelan Man Triathlon, uh, now in, uh, becoming rapidly a, an Inland Northwest Classic here. Great venue, great race, and a lot of fun. And so What's the date on Chelan Man? July. Awesome. <laughs> I have all that on my old phone. I went iPhone, so I, I now have to uh, log. We all have that an Android app, and you went iPhone. <laughs> Thanks you, for bringing that up. You suck, <laughs> traitor! Coming from a man with a BlackBerry in his pocket, I don't have a BlackBerry. What do you have? I have a Palm. <laughs> <laughs> with that, well, ladies and gentlemen, I am that obscure. <laughs> With that, ladies and gentlemen, we have come to the end of yet another one of our wonderful podcasts. We're going to be coming at you quite a few times this summer. Um, I don't know. If, hopefully, one of our next shows might be from the the uh, backyard of a very new man, uh, new home by the by man myth legend Mark Hodgson now has a poolside poolside podcast. Hopefully, that will be the case. We, yeah, definitely. We'll have to see. We'll have to see if the definitely. weather goes well and if your wife actually likes me or not. Uh, the jury's out. I wouldn't blame her if she didn't. <laughs> Until next time, I am Pat Bulger. I'm Mark Hudson. We'll take care, and we'll see you next time. Bye. See you. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com planning for your next trip Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 